Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. And we're talking about the shakeup from the Great Resignation and how it's shown that many workers are shifting to jobs that offer, say, better perks or greater flexibility, work-life balance. Okay, yes, some even for pay, of course. Uh, but there's also been a growing narrative that more employees are now quitting based on how well corporate values align with their own. So the younger generation is increasingly looking for jobs that give them that sense of uh, higher purpose or a job that establishes you know, a positive work culture, which is so hard to come by. And in Minlu's Insights' latest Values of Work survey, they wanted to find out where employees stand on their values at the workplace and what kind of sentiment they have and whether they've had their values compromised. By the way, Minlu Insight is a consumer data and analytics company that connects business directly with their target audience. So the questions that came up were, you know, have you ever had your conscience wounded or your innate sense of justice violated at work? Things like that. And you can imagine how, you know, all these has really come out on the back of what we've experienced throughout the pandemic. So the question today we're asking is, does it pay to be the good guy at work? Stephen Tracy, who is Chief Operating Officer at Minlu Insight, is on the line. Good morning. How are you? Hey there, good morning. How are you doing? I am good and I am loving this topic. But first, let's talk about the values at work study that you guys conducted. Who was surveyed and, you know, what was the aim of this? Yeah, so the point of the study was to look at the importance of values at work in a contemporary sense. We interviewed a thousand employees per country across four different countries. So it included Singapore, but also other countries like Thailand, Malaysia, etc., The people that we interviewed were mostly what we call PMEs, so professionals, managers, executives. So the data set does skew towards that kind of PME audience. When you guys approached this, what was the catalyst here? Were you expecting an obvious sort of pattern that people have changed their priorities post-pandemic where values come first? Yeah, we should always go into these studies with an open mind and we'll generally have some hypotheses in terms of, you know, did the pandemic affect people You know, there's obviously this current trend about the great resignation. So that was definitely a trigger for us to carry out the study and try and understand what's the mindset of PMEs in the workplace today. Mm, Very interesting. I have quite a number of expat friends and there's always a comment about work culture, especially if you've worked in different countries, right? Right now, though, how do employees in Singapore feel about the work environment? It varies and it can vary by things like age or the level of the company. But overall, we did see that currently the majority of employees are fairly positive about their workplace in terms of they like their colleagues. We found that 73% of all respondents in Singapore said that there's a culture around helping each other in need. And also 85% in Singapore said that they're usually able to do their job effectively. So there's some good things here in terms of the quality of the work environment. On the other hand, though, there were some other things we found. One was that only 18% of Singaporean PMEs said that they believe that they have a sense of belonging in their company. And only 24% strongly agreed that integrity is valued at their company, which is important because integrity was 
also a quality in their company that's very important for them. It's also a reason that they would consider staying or joining a company. I do want to get into the potential details of why those numbers are so low. But just for context, was Singapore the only country you surveyed when it comes to this? I mean, did you talk to perhaps other countries, conduct surveys there? Yeah, we did this particular study in four countries. So Uh it also included Thailand, Philippines, and Malaysia. And the results vary. In some questions, they're very similar. So, for example, one question that we saw fairly consistent across the four countries was some of those earlier questions I mentioned in Mm. terms of people feeling that they like their colleagues and that they enjoy the work that they're doing. We did see that Singapore was a little bit lower than the other countries in terms of the sense of belonging. Okay, okay. I've heard the gossips in the pubs. <laughs> but that sense of belonging, you're saying it's a little bit lower from your perspective or from, I don't know, was there a reason why perhaps you find that most Singaporeans, 18% in fact, don't feel like they have a sense of belonging in their company? It could be a number of different factors. Sure. And it was higher among a younger demographic. So it, oh. it might just be the fact that they're starting their careers. There might be a slightly less sense of loyalty and they're kind of ambitious and they want to try things out. There could also be an effect on their thinking with this whole great resignation and Mm. that they want to maybe start looking for a company that they really aligns with their own values and sense of qualities and things like that. But we do also have like what four or five generations at work right now at the same time. Do you think these uh, so-called generational gaps could be a potential reason? For sure. And that really comes through in one of the questions we asked, which is Ah. what values are important to you. So there was a list shown to them, like things like, do you value honesty or accountability, etc. And this is where it really changes across age and also seniority, which is also kind of a proxy for age. So if you look at like the younger demographics, the values that were most important to them were being able to take responsibility okay. and mutual respect were the top two. If okay. you go to the older groups or the more senior, the really important ones were things like quality of work. Mm. And I thought the clear communication one was kind of interesting because communication is obviously very important, but especially across the business, you can sometimes see communication breakdowns from that kind of senior group to the younger ones. So it is something that was important to those junior employees. Mm. Values of a company, I mean, just looking at it from the perspective of job hunters, that's obviously very important. But what are your thoughts on what a person should do when they're trying to ensure that, you know, the values are aligned? Yeah, so company culture is something that's become a lot more transparent with companies. In fact, a lot of the times when you go and look for a job, they'll have this whole section about what their culture means. And Mm. some companies do it really well. And some companies, I think, really are sincere about their culture. And others are probably creating this just because it's trendy and things like that. But you can generally tell, and I think employees do, when they ask questions in interviews or to the recruiters or they look on the website and read about company culture. And I think for the employees, I think it's very important for them to do their due diligence because culture and the environment they work in is really important to a lot of people, especially, you know, the way that we work is so different now. Some companies have pushed people back in the office. Others have these flexible work arrangements. So do your due diligence, read about the culture and the environment they have, They talk about things like transparency and flexibility, but also ask questions during that interview process and make sure that it feels sincere in terms of the way the company talks about it. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, to be fair, what we're talking about is not new. It's concerns that have been raised over the years. I guess things accelerated because of COVID, however you want to look at it. 
Why is it we still keep talking about these things? Is human resource not evolving fast enough? Are management not evolving fast enough to bear in mind these different generations, these different values that workers want now? It's more than just a salary. Well, you're right. These are old topics, but I think there's kind of new approaches that are coming in, like perks and benefits. We, We also did a study a while ago in terms of what perks are important to you. And again, especially among the younger generation, they really look for things that you may not have seen maybe 10 or 15 years ago. So historically, things that are always important are like, yes, health insurance Mm. and my leave policy. But people are looking, especially the younger generation, they're looking for like more of a long tail of perks that are things like flexible work environments with the ability to maybe work from home in the office. Also things like gym subsidies, mental health subsidies are maybe not a new thing, but they're being adopted more by companies. And you also have these new companies that are rising to support this stuff. So e-health companies that are supporting businesses to provide mobile-based therapy sessions and things like that. Mm, probably need a very customized approach to hiring person to person. I, I don't know how HR is going to achieve that. But I do want to talk about this really interesting part about the survey. The study found that almost half of Singaporeans, I think about 46%, willing to work in a company where its nature requires them to go against their values. Wait a minute, how come we have this spectrum as well? Yeah, so the thing about the results is that you always have these different cohorts within the data. And it's interesting that because on the one hand, you see the majority of people saying that integrity is important to them at work. But we did see there was a question, which is the one you mentioned, which is, would you work in a job where it requires you to go against your values? And the example that was given is like working at a fashion company that might be a polluter or something like that. And only in Singapore, 6% said it doesn't matter to them. Yes, they would work at a company that goes against their values. And about 40% said yes, as long as I don't have to do anything illegal. It's interesting because it sounds like it conflicts with the other point. And keep in mind that 40%, it's a cohort. There's still 50% that say, no, my values are important to me and I'm looking for a job that fully aligns with my values. I think that 40% represents a group of people where maybe they prioritize money a little bit more. And as long as there isn't harm being done to the sense that it's a crime, that they are willing to work at a company and prioritize that career progression in the short term. Ah, okay, okay. So that kind of clarifies. I thought it was a case of perhaps, you know, there are some departments that encourage people to complain about others if others are violating certain rules and things like that. Does that play into any part of this survey? It could be that as well. Okay. It very well could be that. And there's a couple of ways you could probably interpret that particular question. My feeling is that it's a matter of people that might be prioritizing their career progression mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. other things like values and money. And Fair again, enough. it is four out of 10 10 workers. So it sounds big and it, it's not a small number, but it's mm. not the majority of workers. Fair enough, fair enough. Stephen, let's talk about, well, probably the hardest thing in the world. What are some of the strategies that Milieu Insight practices to ensure a positive workplace culture? Yeah, I mean, culture is something we look at quite a bit. And interestingly enough, like we grew as a company in terms of size a lot during the pandemic. And the majority of our staff were all hired post-pandemic and hired in remote environments. So it was a struggle for us to adapt about how do we engage people and keep them interested and having fun and also productive and things like that. So we've adopted a couple different things like openness and transparency is a big one. Mm. So the ways that that manifests is 
We regularly do things like company all hands, and we have a live Q&A where people can ask questions. It's unfiltered and feels like it could be a little scary sometimes, but it allows <laughs> people to ask questions about anything about the company. Other things, too, is that when the COVID lockdown started, people were just overwhelmed with meetings. They were on Zoom calls like 9 to 5 or 9 to 6. And one of the things we did quickly was to implement a no meetings blockout oh. to give them that breathing space. And it was a three-hour block that was across time zones Mm -hmm. where you couldn't book meetings. We've since kind of removed it because we don't need it as much. And it had the right effect, but it gave that people the ability just to have breathing space and not just be on on calls all day. Mm -hmm. Just a quick word on CSR and its importance. I mean, it is very important and it's something that a lot of companies try to adopt, but it's got to be done right. What are your thoughts on this? So TSR is also an age-old topic. It's, it's mm. not a new idea. Now there's this new short term with this ESG, yeah. which to me in some ways is similar to CSR. And ESG is obviously companies' commitment to you know environmental, good social practices and things like that. Now, again, it's something that some companies do, you know, the baseline because it's trendy and it needs to be there, but other companies take it seriously. And when we were started, one thing we know that a lot of employees do want the mission of the company to be important. And Milieu, we're obviously, a lot of the work we do is studying human behavior and things like that, but we wanted to go even further. So we founded something called Milieu for Good, which is our social purpose arm. And it's where we do things like we do pro bono work for charities. And we have a couple of other different initiatives where it's about giving back to society and trying to create social value. And that's one way you can do it. Like a CSR or ESG policy by itself is mm. just words on paper. Yeah. And I think it's good for these policies to also create action yeah. so that they have things that people can do within the company that fulfills their need to create good social outcomes. Oh, that is well put. been speaking with Stephen Tracy, who is the Chief Operating Officer for Milieu Insight. Uh, Stephen, really appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a great day ahead. You too. Thanks so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.